Welcome to Covenant Connection with Pastor Gerald Ravis. We trust that this message will restore, refresh and revive your spirit man. Here is Pastor Gerald speaking. Greetings, Bethel family. I'd like to take this opportunity to, uh, first of all, uh, thank you so much for taking time over the last couple of weeks gathering in your homes and uh, meeting for Holy Communion and breaking bread and uh, spending time in prayer with your families. Uh, You know, that's the most uh, incredible thing that we can do in this time and season. Of course, uh, we miss you but we're pretty sure that uh, very, very soon we will be able to meet again and uh, uh, see what God has in store for us. So I want to take this opportunity, first of all, to thank you. Thank you so much for being um, faithful to the vision, for being faithful to the call, and also taking off time. We've been having a prayer the last couple of uh, weeks and uh, the reports that I've received from our leader of prayer and the team, the intercessors, is that a lot of you have been uh, taking off time to um, seek the face of God and uh, um, enter into prayer and fasting and that's, that's the most incredible thing that we can do in this time and season. Um, I would like to let you know that God is in control of his kingdom. He has not lost control of things just because things are happening in the way that we never expected does not mean that it is a surprise to the heavens. No, it's not. God is fully aware of everything that is going on. In fact, uh, God didn't send this new form of coronavirus. (laughs) I believe, on the contrary, that God is in the business of holding things back. So, like he held back the Red Sea, he holds back disaster, plagues, terror, and even pandemics. Now, if he didn't hold them back, how much more would we see happening in the world today? Think about it. How much worse would it be? But of course, there comes a time when he shuts up the heavens and allows devastation to take its course. Now is that time when we humble ourselves and seek his face. And then we will. he will hear our prayers and heal our land. I pray that this time of uh, social distancing, like they call it, creates holy intimacy. As we remove ourselves from everyday distractions, we need to make time for spiritual interaction. We need to bring God back in our homes. And right now as I speak, our homes have become the temples. And I'm sure this is what Jesus spoke about when he said, I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. While we do our part of staying home, washing hands, social distancing, and all that kind of stuff, let us also share the hope and spark 
a contagious movement of faith like never before. Let there be revival in our homes. Let there be revival in our hearts. Let there be revival in our families. It may look bad now, but God won't leave it like this. So we need to get back to the purpose, to the word that God gave us when the year was starting. I don't want you to be consumed by fear and doubt, but I want you to start a fire of faith and hope. And who knows where this is going to go. As you gather this Good Friday in your home, I want you to go back to what the scriptures talk about this night. I don't want us to be taken. No, no wonder uh, this, this particular Easter is going to be one without festivities and, and people running all over the place and they forget the essence of Resurrection Sunday. So tonight as we reflect on the events that happened when Jesus went to the cross at Calvary, I want us to be reminded the power that the cross brings. I want you to go with me right now in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and verses number 6. Scripture says, So we praise God for this. So we praise God for the glorious grace He has poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that He has purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. He showed us his kindness, or he has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. Verse number 9 says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. Verse 10, at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. And furthermore, we have been, we are united. He says, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work according to his plan. What a message for us to reflect on this Good Friday. The power of the blood of Jesus has provided everything that we need to live a life of victory, including redemption, fellowship, healing, protection, and authority over the devil. Now, as Christians, we probably know about the blood we sing songs about the blood we remember the blood during communion but how many of us truly know how deep its power runs and all that it has provided for us even more important how many of us use it and apply it in our day-to-day -day lives when you study scripture from genesis to revelation the words the blood are kept before our eyes it is a reminder of its importance and significance to God and to us. We see the sacrifices of Abel, Noah and Isaac, and the Passover lamb, and the giving 
of the law all come to pass, but not without blood. So the blood symbolizes cleansing and purification, the settling of a matter. Remember, our God is love. And the greatest expression of his love towards us is the blood of Jesus. That love covers every need that man has had or will ever have. And every time we apply the blood, we experience an outpouring of his love. It is love through the blood that has created a barrier between you and all the works of the enemy. It is the blood that stands in between you and what the enemy was planning for you. It is the blood that stands in between you and whatever pandemic is going on in the world. The blood of Jesus. So I want to see us to see, walk through scripture and see what does this blood signify? Number one, it signifies redemption through the blood of Jesus. Redemption through the blood of Jesus. We all know the story when Satan came to Eve. In the form of a serpent, he deceived her into disobeying God. Then Adam followed suit and did what Satan told him to do instead of obeying God. And when he did that, he made Satan his Lord. He bowed his knees to Satan. Adam turned over the authority that God had given him. He made Satan the illegitimate ruler of the earth. And from that day on, everything changed. Death came unto all men. Romans 5 and verse 12. The earth and everything in it was suddenly cast and man was separated from God by sin. The good news is God still had a plan. And his plan of redemption was the same as it was for Abel, Moses and Noah. It would be through the shedding of blood. And such redemption for all mankind for eternity could not be accomplished through the blood of just a goat or a ram. Mm -mm. Redemption of this magnitude required a much greater sacrifice. The blood of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. Now the greatest thing the blood of Jesus accomplished was this. Listen, it washed all your sin away and made you clean and pure white as snow from the minute that you receive jesus as your lord and savior what 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 happened god does not remember your past sin god does not remember your sin anymore that's how powerful the blood of jesus and the best part of this is you don't have to earn and pay for what has already been provided for you on the cross at calvary in fact you couldn't even earn it even if you tried. So the best thing you can do is to joyfully accept this free gift of God. In addition to being redeemed from sin, the blood also set us free from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us through Christ Jesus. Now, child of God, don't take this lightly. This curse was heavy. It was death, sin, sickness, poverty, lack, 
depression. But we were redeemed from that curse. And Satan was put out of business. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two, the blood brought fellowship with God. Or through the blood, we received fellowship with God. Scripture says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. When you think about fellowship, what comes to your mind? Time spent enjoying the company of friends, isn't it? Fellowship is closeness. Fellowship is a, a friendship. That's what we have with God. It was bought with a price. Before Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, Adam enjoyed friendship and fellowship with God. But after Adam's fall, sin separated us from this precious fellowship and could only be restored through the blood of Jesus. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you declare that you want to receive his fellowship and friendship. And the door is open for you to enjoy it. Because of the power of the blood of Jesus, you can now come boldly into the presence of God. The blood of Jesus is what builds a mighty wall between sin and believers who have been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Another word for fellowship is communion. One way we recognize that the blood provided for fellowship with God is through the taking of communion. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. That's why communion is a much deeper thing than a religious observance. It's a recognition of and fellowship with Jesus himself. And this is what God did for us through the blood of Jesus. No wonder scripture says, you are a friend of God. He doesn't call you servants anymore. He calls you friend. Why? You have come into fellowship with him. You have come into communion with him. You have come into fellowship, a deeper friendship with him. There is a closeness with him. And the other thing that the blood of Jesus does, we receive healing through the blood of Jesus. Scripture says in Isaiah 53 and verse 5, By his stripes we are healed. When you take communion, you need to speak healing over your body. Yes, it's true. God delivered us from sin through the blood. We thank God for that. But when you study Isaiah 53 from verse 4 to 5, let's go there. Isaiah 53 and verses 4 to 5. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I give you praise. Shila marabazo kotalabarabosha. Lembroza la kayabo shatila laba shikayaba debosha. Isaiah 53 and verses 4. Baba says, Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. A punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. 
He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. By his stripes we have been made whole. Child of God, tonight receive your wholeness in the name of Jesus. Receive your wholeness in the name of Jesus. Marozate la koshadabaya. Kulambro silambro zade la kurabusa telabo. Kilamando rosukarabu zande la kadabu shataya. Receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Through the sound of my voice. I release a healing anointing on this Good Friday. Makota la makozele brazula mande kadibosha. Kilabarosu telebrozila rakatelebokaya. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Whatever condition has prevailed in your life, in your body, whatever it is, infection, breathing problems, asthma, kelabokosa kande labuza kelambrosi labakaya, kelepoka telemaka skin issues, morimanda, pneumonia, makelambrosi kilabro, infection, whatever it is, by the reason of the anointing, in the name of Jesus, be made whole. I release healing virtue in the name of Jesus. I release healing virtue in the name of Jesus. May, may you be made whole by the blood of Jesus. May your family receive healing. That persistent cough. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I give you praise. So when we apply the blood of Jesus and receive its power, we need to remember to apply it in all its fullness. Don't just receive it and apply it halfway. No, accept everything Jesus' sacrifice provided. You know what? If you fail to understand and receive the full power of the blood, you'll be missing out on something. I am reminded of the words of Paul. <laughs> Paul speaks to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 30. Listen to what he says. He says, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For this cause, for which cause? For the cause of not fully understanding the power in the blood of Jesus and therefore applying it in its fullness. So many are weak and sickly among you. Remember, Paul is saying these words immediately after he has admonished them about conducting communion or the Lord's Supper. So it's not a coincidence that he has, in a few verses, from verse 23, he's talking about communion and, and, and the body and the blood. And then in verse 30, he's saying, for this reason, for the reason that you don't understand the fullness of the power of the blood of Jesus, that's why there's weakness among you, there's sickness among you. So I want you to walk in the fullness of understanding the power in the blood of Jesus. If you need healing today, the blood of Jesus is free and without side effects. You don't need 
a prescription. No, you don't need an appointment. You don't have to check with your uh, insurance company or, or your boss or your employer. No, Jesus has provided for it all through the blood. You can appropriate the blood of Jesus for your healing today. And number four, through the blood, we receive protection. Moses tells the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 13, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Oh, when I notice that there are those that belong to the new covenant of the blood of Jesus, I will pass over you. Hey, nine devastating plagues have come upon Egypt. Pharaoh has still refused to let God's people go. So what did God do? He sent a final plague. That was one of judgment to smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. As sons of Adam, Satan knew that the children of Israel had broken covenant with God and were also due for judgment. God could protect them, but not without the blood. They had a covenant relationship with God through Abraham, but they needed to stand in that covenant they needed to choose the covenant over the curse so what did god do he instructed them to take the blood of a lamb and paint it on their doorposts they did and the angel of death actually passed by them i don't think it was just the blood of a lamb that stopped the angel of death from killing them it wasn't it was the blood of Jesus, the Lamb who was slain from the foundations of the world. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8, that if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you cannot escape judgment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The blood of the Lamb is inexhaustible. And never ending. The blood of Jesus is in an unlimited supply. When we apply the blood of Jesus to the doorpost of our lives in faith, we access the power to defeat every part of the curse that tries to take residence in our lives. When you speak the name of Jesus in the face of sickness, disease, or danger, the blood of the Lamb is behind it and you are protected. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. Oh, we bless you for the blood. Thank you, Lord, because tonight we receive a deeper understanding of the blood. Lemaro sile brakata. Now begin to pray right now. Begin to pray. Yeleko sila makosa di brazondo robrosaya. Gelamando rasuta labako zande labrosaya. Keta labako Thank you for listening to Covenant Connection with Pastor Gerald Ravis. Write to us and let us know how this message has impacted your life. You can email us. Bethel Covenant Fellowship at gmail.com or visit our Facebook Bethel Covenant Connection and leave us your testimony. We wish you God's best on this journey of faith. God bless you.